Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Metal Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa and I am coming to you from Boston, Massachusetts. This is the day after a big nor'easter where we got two feet of snow. I'm here with my trusty co-host Maeve Kitty who is currently napping in the sun. This episode, it is a conversation that I had with Martin Popoff about a compilation album called Job Center Rejects. It came out in 2019. It is a compilation of rare new wave of British heavy metal singles. But before we get started, as always, I want to thank everybody for the continued support. It is much appreciated. I also want to let you know, I wanted to clarify something in our chat. So we talk about the band Speed. And some people might be familiar with the band Speed because they had a lead singer by the name of Bruce Bruce. We know him as Bruce Dickinson. He does not appear on this compilation. They re-recorded the song that he recorded in 1978 in 1980 with a brand new singer. And that's what you hear on this compilation. So Bruce is not on this compilation. Although there is a picture of him in the sleeve. And so with that, we're on episode 28, Job Center Rejects with Martin Popoff. I'm here with Martin Popoff. We're here to talk about a specific album, the uh, Job Center Rejects album. Were you familiar with this album? Oh, welcome to the show, by the way. Yes, thank you. No, I wasn't, but I but I dutifully went and played it and looked at it and looked at, you know, the gatefold and all that online and uh, played all the songs and checked them out a little bit, the band. So uh, I'm familiar with it now. So there's four volumes. We're talking about the first volume. It's the only volume that I have. And I just okay. sort of found it by accident. I was, you know, uh, rummaging around Discogs as one does. And, uh, you know, I'm always, I love New Wave of British Heavy Metal. And I'm always looking for, you know, stuff that's a little bit um, obscure or whatever. And I found this and I got the CD because they didn't have the album available. Okay. So, um and then I was like pleasantly surprised and I thought, well, I want to talk to somebody about this, but a lot of people don't want to talk to me about <laughs> early New Wave and British Heavy Metal. Yeah, I, I don't mind. I'm a little freaked out now, though, because I didn't know there were four volumes. So I hope I listened to the right one. So, Well, it's the first one. Okay, so, well, who's on that? <laughs> um, Speed and Stray, Frenzy. Good. That's Sorry. the one I listened to. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah, I didn't know there was there was four of them either. Like once I bought this, then I started to get emails about, hey, maybe you'd like this. Maybe like the second volume, I think, is all female. Okay. So I have to check. Yeah, I have to check that one out too. Um, so before we go, we'll go like track by track. The interesting thing I find about the new wave of British heavy metal, and that a lot of people don't, maybe more of the casual fans don't understand, is that it's not a subgenre, it's more of a movement. And so I think people always think of when they think of the new wave of British heavy metal, they think that everything is going to sound like Iron Maiden. And that's not the case. It sort of runs the gamut from your, your post-punk rockabilly all the way to, you know, Venom, which is obviously the beginnings of black metal or extreme metal. Yeah, definitely. I would say, um, you know, that, that's a pretty, pretty accurate description. And I think uh, the, the least, the less heavy metal it is, 
the more those bands are debated, do they belong, do they not? And it's usually some little single and it's like there's only a few people in the world that care about the debate of whether they're whether they're in there or not. And of course, the, the simpler and scrappier and poorer and smaller and all that stuff that happens, I mean, that's when you get a band who, who can almost be considered a punk band because they, they're just, the, the writing isn't really there yet. The right. complexity, the playing. Right. But um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, th there are a few different sounds. It's uh, it's not so much like, sometimes I describe prog as like a bicycle wheel with spokes going off in all directions. Right. The wave of British heavy metal isn't totally that um, because there are a few, a few um, uh, there, there's less differences between them all. Um, but you know, generally, generally, uh, I guess I, um, I've I've never really maybe thought of this recently or or at all. But I mean, maybe I guess one might say that um, the new wave of British heavy metal bands uh, perhaps take the most influence from the second wave heavy metal bands, uh, which is kind of like uh, Judas Priest, UFO, Thin Lizzy, Rainbow, right. Yeah, right. as opposed to Deep Purple. And so, and so you've got this, uh, this outgrowth of a, of a British scene that started in around 75, 76. So what you see is most of these new wave of British heavy metal bands that put out a single in 80 and 81 started their bands uh, in 74, 75, right. 76. Right. And, uh, and those are the bands, those are their, their contemporary bands that really inspired them. So, so it's essentially, heavy metal slightly one step further. And, and I guess another way I describe it is, is um, you know, to be, to be like, uh, you know, cheeky about it. It's almost like you could say they're, they're scrappier versions of Judas Priest, essentially. Right, right. No, I would agree with that. And there's definitely that sort of that punk sensibility where, cause, cause punk was, you know, they're the ones that were putting out their own stuff um, independently or whatever. And then the new British heavy metal band sort of followed suit with that. And we're, kind of pulling their money together and kind of getting some studio time and not really being signed. Yeah, you have to, you have to distinguish though because it's not so much a punk sensibility because there was always the war between the long hairs and the punks and most mm -hmm. of these bands were not trying to sound punk, but it's it's almost like the punk spirit, it's the punk business model more. Well, that's what that. I meant. That's what yeah. I meant. That's what yeah. I meant. That's absolutely so, what I meant. So that's, that's really interesting about that. it and that's why it is a movement because you do get so many indie singles. You know, you think of you think of most of the movements in North America or the types of music or genres or styles or whatever, there wasn't a massive, massive, massive um, indie underground, indie or small label situation that glommed all together like the new wave of British heavy metal or like punk in the UK. Now, punk right. in America definitely had a fair bit of that. But, mm -hmm. but you know, this whole idea of all these indie singles is like a punk in the UK thing and then, and then a big time in the new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, some of these bands that we're going to talk about today, I mean, they, that's all they had. They had one seven inch. That was it. Yeah. Literally, that was it. That was um, all they had. Yeah, or, and, and, or, or they had one or two, and then they showed up on a comp somewhere, right? Right, right. And that seems to be, that seems to be the, the whole MO of this, of us compilation, of this compilation album. This yeah. compilation album, um, I think it was, um, I don't know if it's Sweden or Germany. I put the label that put this out. I can't remember. I read. Yeah, on the Dole Records. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure. Sorry, I, I don't know where they're from either. Yeah, I think they're. No. I think they're from Sweden, but I'm not. It's either Sweden or Germany. Okay. Which, which, which is interesting that you know, like a um, 
an English company didn't put them, you know, didn't uh, find any interest in this. Well, it's a little bit of the old grass is greener thing. You think you think things from a different country are more magical than your own country, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's true. All right, so the so the first um, let me see if I get my notes here. So so the first song is from Baseline, a band, and I tried. I went on Wiki and um, you know YouTube, and I tried to find information about all of these bands, and there wasn't really a lot out there about these bands. Right. And, and, and nor if you did find it, would it be all that exciting? Right. It would just, no, be, not you really. Know, if you, if you're just a bunch of blokes putting out a single, um, you know, there's not much to say. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know anything about most of these off the top of my head either. So the first song is uh suspended animation. It came out in 81. It's by the band baseline. Um, what did yeah. you think? Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good way to start the record. It's a good mid-paced, groovy one. Um, I've, I've noticed a theme across this album a little bit, and this fits that theme. It's that um, a lot of these bands perhaps didn't really make it, quote unquote, because they weren't enough like uh, Judas Priest or Iron Maiden mm -hmm. or Angel Witch or even Tigers of Pantang, say right. on the second Tigers of Pantang album. Right. So, so they weren't technical and modern and heavy metal and riffy enough. So, so um, you know, th this is actually a good example, one of the better examples of one of these that has a little bit too much 70s to it to, to make it. Yeah, I mean, I thought that the opening kind of sounded like Stranglehold. Uh, Ted Nugent, Stranglehold, okay. kind of got that. I kind of got that vibe. Right. Um, but I thought it was punky. You know, the other thing that I take away from this album is I hear a lot of early or what will become new wave, not new wave of British heavy metal, but the new wave sort of movement or the post punk or whatever that is they call it. Which yeah, I like, noticed they buried a few of those towards the back of the album, right? Yeah. It's yeah. almost like they're running out. But I mean, if there were four volumes, and I don't know which one this one is, but that, that's typical of even just discussing this music, right? Um, you know, the, the, the diehards are, just want everything to be part of the New Wave British Heavy Metal so much that things get included that, that perhaps shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. I mean, I pretty much like every song on this album. I find, I find it kind of a catchy you know, kind of a catchy album. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think most of these, you know, they're bar bands or whatever. You kind of, you know, they're bands that you just sort of go see in a pub type of type of a vibe. Yeah. You know, um, so the second one is um, Seen You Here. It came out in 82. It's by the band Predator. Well, I guess did have a little bit of a, um, go on to have a little bit of a history. Nothing, nothing spectacular, but uh, a little bit more than just a one and done. Yeah, this is the one that had the uh, the 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 kind of cool cheapo ink drawing sleeve. I mean, it's a it's a it's a boogie sort of one, a little Dumpy's Rusty Nuts to it, a little Vardis. Um, that's the other thing. I mean, there there was a whole little small sub subset of these bands that were quite quite you know boogie rock because they loved their status quo and whatnot, right? Yeah, I mean, it kind of almost had like a like a rockabilly feel to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, yeah. and it sort of came across more as like a power punk than than what people would consider metal mm -hmm. uh but you know they had a, it had a you know guitar solo it was catchy that it was mm -hmm. kind of a catchy song so the third one is um children of the street from 1980 and that's the band spider i thought this was really kind of more punky 
Well, yeah, to, to me, um, I've never really thought of Spider as punk. This is probably the most famous band on this. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. a band that had more singles and albums. Right. Um, right. And they they were always considered the baby, the baby Vardis. Um, so they're they're more the um the straight boogie rock thing. And the punk and boogie don't really go together too well. To me, to me, they're more like, hey, we're we're the second coming of status quo. Uh, but this one is very uh quite poppy, and it's also essentially a remake of Johnny B. Good with uh with X. Yes, yes, ways. yeah. I, I mean they got a record deal and they and you're right, they were they're the ones that kind of did better than everybody else. Um they played the writing festival I saw. So uh so they got some you know, they got a notable gig. Yep. And then I was reading, and I, I haven't, I guess I have to do a little bit more research, but they were saying something that I read said that they were, they got a little bit heavier as they, as they progressed. Do you know anything about that? I really can't remember. Uh, and I can't even remember off the top of my head how many albums they had. Where's my Smoking Valves book? So I, so I did this book of, uh, what is it? Headbanger's Guide to 900 New Wave British right. Heavy Metal Records. Uh, use the word records because you know the line share of these are singles but you know i if i look up spider what do we got here for spider so we've got uh, uh spider in this in this book i've reviewed one two three four five six singles uh then an album in 82 rock and roll gypsies then another single another single another single and then another album, Rough Justice, in 84. And I can't remember what these things sound like. Mm. And then another single and another single. Wow. So I've got I've got three pages of Spider. Wow. In this All right. Yeah. They got this, three pages. And this one, this one on here is the, I think it's the, uh, what is it? The B-side to, uh, this is the B-side to the first single, is it? I'm not sure. Oh, I'm, I'm not finding the title here. What is it called? Children of the Street. Yep. Oh no, there it is. So it's the A side to the third single, 1980. Hmm. A side to the third single. Yeah. yeah. So, so they put out a lot of stuff. Yeah. They, that's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, and I like this song. I thought the song was catchy. Yeah. Um, maybe autobiographical, right? <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, <laughs> so the fourth one is uh, this one's for you. It came out in '81. It's Stray. You want to take this one? Yeah, this one I, I did a little research and looked up and I saw a picture of the band and all that stuff. So it's so it's not the it's not the uh the the old school hard rock slash budgie bluesy groundhogs, whatever you want to call them, heavy metal band stray. It's right. a different stray, right? Um so uh even that I'm not completely sure of, but I don't think it is. And it's not in all oh, I didn't pull it out, but there, there's another great resource, uh, heavy metal new wave British heavy metal resource guide, the Malcolm McMillan book, big, big thick um mm. book he put out early on, legendary book. And and this band isn't even in there, so it's not in there, it's not in my book. So I don't know what the deal is on these guys. Um, you know, if it's not in Malk's book, I, I almost wonder if it does have links to the old stray, but I, I don't I don't know. Um yeah, I, I found the production on this one it was a little bit uh, underwater, sort of like lacking treble i guess but it was a cool mid-paced song it could have been the first one on it as well they sound pretty accomplished yeah it sort of had a lizzie vibe to me like a thin lizzie kind of okay you know um you could kind of i don't know you could kind of sort of see that they kind of had the same or interested in the same stuff that sort of early maiden kind of got that whole thing going on yeah yeah um Let's see. 
And number five is uh, On the Run, came out in 1981 by the band Overdrive. Overdrive. Yeah. This, this one I could definitely hear early Maiden. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking in my uh, Smoke and Valves book here. I, I, I put Workable, Functional, New Age, we for this early in the game on the run. It's punky, shuffly track infused with the sounds of the street and the bikes therein enclosed. Nice mid-vocal like early Witchfind, B-Sides are Nightmare, and Stonehenge both adding to the doomy Midlands vibe of the thing. I mean, of course, I I, I can't I can't remember what most of these sounded like. My, yeah. my new notes on it just said pretty cool, a little oldie sounding. So again, yeah. this this is another one that feels like you know, one of these bands that is limited by their imagination, not right. really moving into the spirit of 1980 and 1981 and still writing like, like it's, uh, it's, it's the tail end of, uh, of having rootsiness to it rather than, you know, the, the, uh, the classical or the Gothic or the doomy, um, right. or, or, or the fast or the, or the exciter and, uh, you know, the, the fast priest feel the hell bent for leather or anything like that so so again you know you, you definitely notice a theme across here of these bands that ah they're they're still a little a little 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 stuck in the past even though they're excited about this idea of uh, heavy metal possibly being in vogue again a lot of these songs um they were doing i, I when i was doing my research they they were doing them in like 77 78 but then they didn't probably had to get their money together in order to, to, you know, get a single. Exactly. Out. So, and that's, and that's your clue. So they're, their earlier songs. They're, they're right. from an era when heavy metal, there wasn't much heavy metal. Right. There exactly. The and there certainly wasn't any indie heavy metal. Right. I thought the opening part of this song kind of sounded, reminded me of Prowler. Hmm. The, the, the... So number right. six is uh, Thanks for Nothing. It came out in 81. It's from the band Frenzy. I don't yeah. know what's going on with that opening, though. That opening is kind of weird for me. Yeah, what did I put here? My new notes say four on the floor, hokey drums, bad sound, not great, but cool chords. <laughs> so that's yeah. what my new notes say. And, and I'm looking in my book and I've got Frenzy here. One, two, three times, three times in here. And I believe, uh, how does this work? Is this one of these bands... There's a couple of these bands where there's a couple different versions of the right. bands. Right. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I got to stay close to this mic. I'm 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 getting lazy about that. This mic is really odd that I have to be really close to it to to make it to make it sound good. And it is a good mic, but uh, frenzy. So so what is this song? Thanks for nothing. Right. So this yes. is uh, thanks for nothing. Well, let me find that here. The A side. Oh yeah. So this I've got. So I've got a single in 81, another single in 82. Yeah, so these are all Frenzy 1, Frenzy 2, Frenzy 3. So this is all the same band. So Thanks for Nothing is the B-side of the Without You single. The A-side is a fairly annoying cross between upbeat glam, bubblegum, and new wave, only heavy through power chords and a fey attempt at twin leads. B-side is called Thanks for Nothing and is an improvement, although heavy new wave would still be the best description. Those light and the lovers vocals keeping this philosophically away from new wave of British heavy metal territory. Yeah, so so there's always, you know, these ideas of these bands, um, you know, do they really belong in this world? You, you're, you're thinking, where is their headspace sort of thing? I mean, yeah, loving power pop. Because the other thing happening around this time is uh, there's still a little bit of a, uh, a mod revival going yes. on because yes. of the jam and the club. And you can still you can hear that you can hear that. Yeah, yeah I thought the same thing I, that you that you that you coined it. Uh, would you say light new wave? I kind of got the same vibe from them. I, yeah. Are the drums synth? I don't. Is it sort of sounds synthy? I don't. 
I don't know. I didn't think so. Um, I just thought it it started because it does start with just drums, I believe this one. Yes. And, and I thought it just sounded like four on the floor. I, I I don't like four on the floor as a rule. Four on the floor is when the when you're you're hitting the bass drum on all four beats and the snare on still on two and four, right? Um, so you get that thump, thump, thump feel of, of right. a song, and this sort of starts out like that. So yeah. Say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So number seven is You Got the Power. It came out in 1980. It's by the band Die Laughing, who only had this, their, I, from what I can see, they, they only had this one uh, seven inch and that was it. Um, it kind of reminded me of uh, the song Born to be Wild. <laughs> right, yeah. See, now Die Laughing, I always compare, um, Die Laughing is in Malcolm's book, uh, but it's not in oh, my book. Um, and book. I'm not sure why, but... Generally, if something's in Mal Malcolm, definitely casts his net a little wider than than I would when I did this book. I tried, I tried to like kind of, um, I, I tried to 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 close the door on on certain things. But yeah, this one, my notes now say a bit old and boogie woogie, all right, kind of thing. So again, it's it's one of these that has a foot has its foot in the past. Yes, definitely. And then number eight is Down the Road, in 19, which is from 1980, came out the band Speed, which has a Bruce Dickinson connection. Yeah, this is the notorious, you know, um, did Bruce want to stop uh, having this single come out? At the, yeah, he, he, he did do a little bit of that. He's got the other band like this as well. I can't remember the name of it right now. But there were, I think, two singles that he was on that... Uh, that you know he wanted he wanted stopped in the old days rather than you know the samson stuff he never he never got stopped or wanted to but uh it's funny hearing his voice like this i mean his voice is a little little lower odd i mean i my 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 notes are or in my book um there's a little bit of an element that is bruce part of the band or is he a guest vocalist in this band right um what do i got here uh, uh man in the street a jumpy bit of an unsuccessful rock experimentation save for the fact that bruce dickinson guests on lead vocals hence the price yeah yeah it's um it's it was quite a collectible one all all of these were pretty collectible yeah i, I wonder though um if uh i i haven't really kept up but i'm wondering if new wave of british heavy metal single collectible prices kept up i remember one time in the past there over the last 20 years there was uh there was a surge and then there was a dip in prices uh, what these no, they've gone were. up. They've uh, they've definitely um, still still pretty big. Still, yeah, still still pretty pricey. I kind of got um, almost like a from that from this like a blue cheer. Oh yeah, kind of yeah. vibe. Um, you know what else I got here? Making this quite the little jewel, despite that Hammond organ solo and annoying punk riff. Uh, ultimately, that I might be talking about the uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, this is the same song here. Uh, yeah, or no, this is uh, this is the A side I was talking about. Uh, B side down the road is an infectious cross between boogie pop and metal. This feel good track with its inspiring wind up and crunched axe solo could easily have been a, a hit given a dozen or so ducks lined up in a row. That's the other point about this, right? I mean, I, any of these bands to make it, you had to have all your ducks line up, right? In a row, right? right, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Number nine, Don't Show Your Face, 1980, the band Energy. Um, Famously signed with Nigel Gray of police fame. Yeah, my my you know, my notes here say power pop definitely squarely for this one. And I think in this book, if I if I'm not correct, maybe this is the band um that there were a few different bands called Energy. There might have yes, been. Yes, I believe there is. I I, I call this the, the the Lizzie track because you kind of got that um thin Lizzie vibe and the the singer kind of has a 
sounds like he's sort of sounds a little bit like Phil. Right. So, so I've got energy energized. So this is what this one in BIPs 1980 Beck 927 for a catalog number tracks are no go. Don't show your face. Spoiled child and lovely lady with sound from this North Northamptonshire band uh, early on being a little retro pre new wave of British heavy metal, even though it's 1980. And then I've got energy EP two, and then I've got energy nowhere to hide, which I think one or two of these might be different bands. So. Yeah, they also kind of, that song also kind of remind me of what would come, like the new wave you would hear a little bit later on, sort of the knack type of, right? you know, that kind of stuff. So Yeah, so, you know, you've got punk moving into power pop. Right. And you, you also have punk at this stage moving into, or in the UK, moving into UK hardcore. And you've right. also got punk at this stage moving into post-punk. And you've right. got the odd time where you've got punk that possibly moves a little bit into uh, metal, but but there's very few examples, and none I can think of off the top of my head of a, of an actual true punk band turning into a metal band. No, um, but but I imagine some of these, you know, some so, I'm sure there's some. It'd be a neat study. I'm sure there's some interesting punk singles of bands that that became full blown new wave of British heavy metal bands. But yeah, some some of these sit right on the edge of that. Absolutely. I agree with that. So number 10 is uh, Never on a Win. This is the earliest one. It's uh, 1978. It's from the next band. So it's an early, it's an early track. Yeah. So, so here you've got 1978. So again, there is no new wave of British heavy metal. The band name is not, is not new wave of British heavy metal at all. My notes say uh, Lizzie twin leads pop, but power pop. Uh, they are in my smoke and valves book. Yes. And um what do I got here? Tracks included on this ripped look picture sleeve are Close Encounters, Melodic Accessible Speed Metal, Too Many Losers, the heaviest and riffiest of the four, Never on a Win, Energetic with a nice melody, Cool, Almost New Wavy Lead. So of the three tracks, um, this is actually the least new wave of British heavy metal, or four tracks, and Red Alert, which is the Duff track here. So, so there's two tracks. There's four tracks on the EP, I guess, and this is the second lightest, the second farthest away from New Wave of British Heavy Metal. Fairly heavy for its day with a nice mix of styles. Frank Noon would be the drummer on Def Leppard's inaugural EP and then move on to a number of slots with uh, Luminaries Gone Solo. That's right. Yeah. So these I, guys I was just are a little say famous. That. Yeah. For Frank he went on Noon. to play with, he played with Diano as a matter of fact, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say that's, that's kind of their claim to fame, I guess. Yeah. So number 11 is A Voice on the Line. It came out in 1982. It's the band Static. There's a jam connection. Yeah, power pop. This one's squarely power pop. And uh, I do have this one in Smoke and Valves as well. Yeah, 82 eey one Promising sound here. Static recording these two songs and nothing else for non-picture sleeve. Handwritten label. Yeah, I got a picture of the label in the book too. And it's a total handwritten label. Pretty wild. Uh, voices line is barely new wave British heavy metal. More happy pubby new wave crossed with AOR featuring a poppy beat and a harmonized verse vocal. The guitar solo is vaguely Lizzie-ish and all go home optimistic at the end of the show. B-side stealing is more new wave British heavy metal striking down a mid-metal path. See, sometimes these, these singles myself and even Malcolm McMillan in his book, you almost like um, whether you include them as part of the uh, part of the genre at all is, is an assessment of both tracks together. And you're going, right. okay, do these two, is the argument good enough to call the new wave British heavy metal based on these two tracks? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. No, I agree. And they have that, that EO, EO at the end, sort of okay. that, 
funky. I don't know what that is, but you know, the police well, did it right. And the the name of the label is EO. There's a big handwritten E E Y O on the label, and it's and the catalog number is E E Y O one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. When they're just shouting out their label. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the last track is called "Living on English Booze." It came out in 1980. It's by the band Metal Mirror, which is has metal in their name. This is probably the for me the closest new wave of British, British heavy metal song when you think of what people think of when they think of new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah. And they have a picture sleeve that is totally, totally, totally heavy metal looking. It's a, it's a, you know, a warrior on a horse on top of a mountain and there's a, there's the sun and then or moon and, and there's a, a crow flying in the background. Um, and they have a metal name and it's 1980 and uh, the A side is called rock and roll ain't never going to leave us. And they, they actually, on the single, it's just called English Booze. It's not called right, yeah. English Booze. Yeah, they had, in, they had uh, Living On in parentheses, and then it says English Booze. Okay. Um, one single plus a jam and beer goggles boogie called Hard Life on the Heavy Metal Heroes comp, and that's all she wrote. Although lead singer Cameron Vags uh, went on to two albums as a solo artist as Cameron Vegas, 1990's Life's uh, Bitch and Then You Die, and 1993's uh, live rolling in Greece. The raw, groovy A-side almost convinced us that these guys uh, could shot glass and like Savage, but B-side English booze called Living on English Booze on the label sounds uh, tipsy and ill-prepared, trying to be funky, but merely stumbling about cool band forged in the drinking spirit of scroungy metal. So, so yeah, this this one definitely is, uh, is I guess, the most and uh, and definitely with that, that picture sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And they kind of uh, seem like they... Um that they were fans of, you know, of your motorheads, Judas priests and that kind of, they seemed more. Yeah. Metal. And they, they did a really nice job of this, uh, of this comp too. I mean, uh, it's gatefold and it's got pictures of all the labels and the little yeah. bands and those really good liner notes. So, uh, you know, all very well documented. So, so, you know, to make a vinyl reissue of something like this, they, they did a perfect job of it. Yeah, they did. They did actually. Um, my vinyl is on its way. Like I said, I have the CD. I don't have the so there's just the, the CD, but the CD has the, the you know the booklet. Yeah, has a booklet. Yeah, has yeah. a nice booklet. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It makes makes me want to go and get two, two, three, and four and check them out as well. Yeah. So, what are your takeaways from this album? Uh, this is a this is a pretty strong showing. I I wouldn't say it's a it's a super strong showing because I think they do stretch the rules a little bit. Um, you know, I I would say a good third of it or, or even more, two fifths of it, um, are uh, are a little bit borderline new wave of British heavy metal. So it has a little bit of scraping the bottom of the barrel um, situation. I don't know. I I'd be interested to know. Uh, do you know off the top of your head if this is uh, uh, the first, uh, the first, second, or third, or fourth one of these? This is the first one. The first one. Wow. So this it really doesn't bade, bear, bade well for, you know, it, you, you would think that they're just going to get worse and worse and worse over, over. Well, the I think it's, I don't know. I think right? it's, um, it might be volume three that has Trader's Gate on it, which is a band that I'm, you know, that we're both mm -hmm. familiar with. Yeah. Um, so I only, like I said, I scrolled through and stuff. And that was, the, that was a band name that I know that I saw. And I said, oh, I know them. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's it's possible that they a got them all together and spread them out nicely across them to make them all the same or B, they're kind of just working out the deals or C, 
right. they're only finding these things later and then find, yeah, again, working out the deal saying, oh, the band's amenable to it. They don't, you know, they know and we're not going to get some pay or any pay or whatever it is that the deal is. Right. So, right. um, I mean, they could be pretty good, but this, I, I would rate this, uh, I would rate this pretty much, I would say a seven out of 10. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, it's not curated to the point where they're saying, these are like the showcase greatest 12 well, rarities no. of all time. It's a little bit of everything. And it's, and it's like I say, it's, it's a little bit one foot in the past, one foot in the eighties kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think of it sort of as a, it's sort of this, the compilation sort of reminds me of like a sort of a bridge between the past and then what's going in, what is going to become more metal, new wave of British heavy yeah. metal, metal, eighties metal. And one thing I'm that. glad for, one thing I'm really glad for on this is, is they didn't do any of that sticking on a ballad by a new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah. Band, like like yeah. you got on the first metal from others. Right. Um, you know, so there's nothing mellow on here. Everything's, everything's up tempo enough yeah, and, and keeps you interested. So, so they didn't, they didn't go that route and stick on the, on the gloomy, yeah. doomy, depressive, rainy power ballad from the B side of the single or anything like that. So. Yeah, so I'm interested to see, you know, the the like I said, the next volume is all female, so I'm interested in checking that out. Um, but I didn't recognize really any of those bands. It wasn't like, um, you know, seeing Girls School on there or anything like that. So be interesting to check yeah. that out as well. So maybe yeah. you come back and we talk about uh, could do future could volumes. Do. Sure. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for uh, joining me. And chatting with me, it's always nice to talk to you, and it's always nice to talk to somebody who's uh, as geeky as I am about the new wave of British heavy metal and music in general. Um, you want to plug anything? You want to tell anybody about some books you got coming out? I know I see you all the time on Sea of Tranquility. I love, I love your Friday morning with Pete. Yeah, so I'm on Sea of Tranquility all the time, and I've got a podcast called History in Five Songs. Excellent. Pop off. I'm up to 134 episodes of that, so that's an audio thing. And we've got another. We've got a video show myself and Marco uh, called uh, the Contrarians. So uh, that's that's a regular thing as well. And uh, written 110, 115 books, and they're all available at martinpopoff.com. Excellent. Yes, I was um, I was watching the contrarians. I got to get on that. I keep meaning to um, sign up for Patreon because every time I watch those panel discussions, I'm like, I've got something to say. <laughs> oh, we love it. We love you on there. I mean, and, and Marco's really good at having those panel discussions. We're doing a lot of them and they get pretty good numbers. And uh, and there there's a total variety as the door open tonight's metal trivia night. And um, yeah, so so uh, yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd love to have you on there. That would be great. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, got to get I got to get on that. Um, all right. Well, I will. Um, I'll be in touch with you about uh, okay. what we were talking about earlier. Okay. Thanks. Sounds good. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day. Okay. Stay you warm. too. All Bye. right. Talk to you later. Down the road, they'll give you an answer to everything that you want to know. They won't ignore what they have to you know it's only part of the show Take you in and offer you come